0: Hello and welcome to Chit Chats with Harriet, where we talk about real issues and the highs and lows of adulting while trying to find your identity in this modern day age. Thank you so much for joining me today and let's get started. Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome back to Chit Chats with Harriet. Hi, everyone. I hope that everyone has had a great new year, a great start to the year, and enjoyed their break, enjoyed their time with their family, you know. I know a lot of people must have taken some time off work, which is part one of my favorite things about the holidays because no one wants to work forever, you know. I also took some time off work and in that time off work, I had some time to think. And I know you guys haven't heard from me in a long time, but I remember when I started, you know, oh, not me breaking and hurting myself as per usual. I remember when this year started, I was thinking to myself, I said, Harry, you really got to get back to things that bring you joy, because my thing this year is that I want my year to be filled with joy. I'm turning a nice big year and I want my year to be filled with things that make me happy. And some one of the things that actually brought me joy was podcasting. And I know most people will be like, Harry. Also, it also brings me a little bit of embarrassment and low key, a little bit of anxiety, but it's not bad. It's like, it's the type of thing that it pushes me, it pushes me out of my box. And I feel like whenever you get comfortable, you get complacent and you don't do anything with your life and then you get bored and you end up getting upset. So um, I thought that coming back to podcasting was a great thing for me and plus I was watching if I'm one of those people when I watch a lot of people do something it freaks me out because I'm like oh who cares what I have to say because I'd watch a lot of people and you know how everyone's starting a podcast and and everyone started podcasting in 2022 and every person had podcasts people had podcasts about shoes about murders about um we had Andrew Tate we had terrible podcasts in the world some of them heaven's sakes they need to be deleted, but. The end of the day, that's what happens when you give people a platform and you give people the choice to, to say whatever they want to say. And so for me, I was sitting, I'm like, I don't think anyone cares what I'm going to say. Like, I'm just a, you know, who needs another voice, you know? And sometimes it's good to be silent. One of the things that I'm practicing this year is learning to speak when I have to speak and not always just because I can speak. Me and my little sister, my younger sister, my little Jim. And I have this thing where we are learning one of the things I'm always telling her and we're working on is just because you have words in your mouth doesn't mean everyone needs to hear it. And just learning to making sure that the words you do speak are necessary and positive, and it's okay if you're around people you love and you're around your friends and you go on for days and chatter away, but it's also very important to build listening skills like being able to listen to other people and not always listening so you can speak, but listening to understand and to and to acknowledge someone else's thoughts and ideas. And so for me, I had to take a step back. And plus the fact, I'm a working babe. I'm a corporate babe. I'm working, making my moolah, and adulting very, very hard. And and I think while I was adulting, I got so caught up in life that I... I stopped doing things that I was like I enjoyed. I just kept going, 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 going. And so um I thought that I should come back and I wanted to start off with uh this episode with something really, really, really interesting. So we'll start off with a little bit of a background. Am I the only person that loves animations? If you love animations, please send me a DM. If you if you have a favorite movie, if you have a movie I haven't watched, I doubt it. But if you have, if you have a movie that you love and you want to send it my send it to my direction um, because I love animation, I'm a big Walt Disney fan. I'm a big Warner Brothers fan. When I tell you I love from Disney, um, my top three will be Mulan, and there's always Mulan. There's always Lion King. Love Lion King. Princess Tiana. I hate the fact that she was a frog the whole time, but 10 out of 10. One of my favorite movies. And when it comes to Walt Disney, there's always Shrek. Um, J- J- what's it called? Joseph the Prince of Dreams, Kings of Dreams, whatever. 10 out of 10, all the songs in there, you let me not sing, I promise myself I'm not going to be singing on here, because whenever I sing and then I replay the podcast, I would just skip it, so we're not going to do that to myself this year, but 10 out of 10, loved it. So I'm clearly a big fan of Disney and when you're younger you watch Disney and you're like it's just about a princess, it's just about a prince, it's just about finding love and staying true to yourself. But as you get older you realise that a lot of these movies they did come from like old stories back in the day and they were kind of more creepy and then Walt Disney kind of, you know, made them, you know, more child appropriate. But nowadays nothing is nothing is PG. Nothing is G. So if you get older and you watch these movies, you realize that there's a lot of it speaks a lot to society expectation, which is one movie that Milan does. Milan is, you know, kind of the definition of of um what's it called, <laughs> being an ethnic daughter, being a a daughter who comes from um you know a background of hardworking, you know, whether you be Asian family, Af- like. African families or whatever, whatever background it is, when you come from an, an ethnic family where your parents have expectations for you, Mulan is that example that sometimes, you know, your parents set this mold for you. You're kind of prepared into the world being like, you're going to make us a lot of money. And technically, oh my goodness, this 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 is another topic for another day. But my dad told me something in Burundian culture, almost fainted. I said, am I just a piece of cow? Like, practically, I'm pro. Women in, I don't know about other people's culture, but in a lot of African cultures, women are property, mate. And I know someone's gonna be like, nah, they're not. You know, it's a culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Let me tell you, it's a problem. So, that's another story for another day. But when it comes to, when it comes to these movies, I've been watching a lot of animations while wow, my break with my little sister. Love it. We watched Coco yesterday, which she started crying. I fell asleep. I said, I ain't gonna cry the second time because Coco is really, really sad. I don't know if you've watched Coco, but it's really, really sad. And I've always said, like, I do not like when I when I used to go out on dates, I would, I would tell guys I'd be like, Do you like animation? And if they say, Oh, you mean you watch cartoons? Bye, because then you want to understand me when I say I just want to watch like a children's film. Because to be honest. That's what relaxes me because I know what's going to happen. There's no stress. I know it's going to be peace and harmony and there's very little blood. Whereas if I watch a horror, I don't even know why people watch horror movies. I will never understand. Like, why do you want your heart to be beating out of your chest and for you to be scared? I tried to watch one horror movie and I do not even think it was a real horror movie. I think it was on Disney Channel. You know, the Halloween series used to freak me out. I could never even twitches on my own at night. That little dark shadow. Bye. Now that's the way to get me afraid, but (laughs) I was going on a tangent, but let's get back to this week's topic. I don't know if this is a real theory or if I made this up, but bear with me. I wanted to talk about the Peter Pan theory and you're asking yourself, what is the Peter Pan theory? Peter Pan is a, is, is the story of the boy who never wanted to grow up. If you read, you can go do your own research because I tried to read, I almost fell asleep. I can't be bothered. You know, I already have things to read on a regular day. I don't this almost you know, it's not as interesting as the movie, but Peter Pan is the story of a boy who doesn't want to grow up and he practically recruits recruits these kids to come to his island called Neverland. Oh my goodness. It it sounds creepy to be honest as you get older, but he recruits these kids to come to this island called Neverland and they practically stay on this island. Is it Neverland? I think it's Neverland and they stay there and they become like part of the Lost Boys. I don't even know why Wendy was there because she, she, clearly she wasn't meant to be. The name was not given what it was meant to give. But, yeah, they she becomes part of the Peter Pan recruits these kids so that they can never grow up. And they fight adults who force them to grow up. When I was thinking of this theory, I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Because one of the things in the new year that kind of freaked me out <laughs> is I realized that I'm about to be 25 years old. And I know what you're saying. 25 is young. 25 is a baby. Ha <laughs> Uh-huh. It is a baby. It is very, very young. And I'm not trying to say if you're older than 25 that you're 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 turning into dust or that if you're young, if you're if you're about to be 25 that you're you're about to think. But 25 is when you're finally in the your mid-20s. Most people say that your brain fully forms at 25, that you're more aware of your environment, that you're more aware of the decisions you make, and that you're finally becoming your own person at the age of 25. For me, as I've lived, I've lived in in a very sheltered home. My, you know, my parents are, but like me, and my parents have always we've always done things together. And getting older, I realize okay, I've had this identity with my parents my whole life. What are the things that define me? What are the things that I want to do? Because we could even start off with your jobs. When you're younger, your parents set you up to go to school. You go to school, they teach you the curriculum. Your your biggest hardest thing for me in when I was in kindergarten. All I wanted to do was just was was color in the lines. I could, I would, I would practice at home. I, I couldn't just understand the theory. But once I finally understood what it was like to shade, and the dark shading and shading in between the lines. Fun facts, I'm the I'm when I tell you I cannot draw, stick people at its best. And even if you try to make me paint, I don't understand creative things like that. I can only understand like music and and even that like bare barely. So for me. I always found it kind of like, oh, took me a while. A lot of things take me a while, but I get it eventually. It's just my brain always takes me a while to be like, okay, I read this, how it goes. But came to Australia when I was five years old, so I had to be in kindergarten. I got the opportunity to be in kindergarten and to learn how to color and do all these things and i remember when we were in um when we got to year 6 when we got to year 4 or 5 i remember everyone in my year was so excited to get their pen license like everyone wanted to write in pen because being having a pen license meant that you were officially one of the big kids you were one of the Dudududum. and i was like yeah and then and i remember we got our scissors license i've been in australia way too long and then when we finally went to high school I remember everyone in year seven was just like, we were all so excited to be in high school, all so excited. And I remember when we got to year eight, we'd always be like, I hate the year seven, they they're so annoying. And the only way, and this is such a very, uh, like such a real thing because my, my sister, my younger sister is currently going through that stage of life where she's always like, oh my gosh, children just bother me. Like, they just make so much noise. I'm like, girl, you're only, your, you were in year seven yesterday, but." I let it I let her go through that process because it's everybody's gotta do it. But I noticed that everybody gets so eager to to like grow up really quickly when you're younger you get so excited to accomplish the next goal do the next thing when you're in high school everybody's working so hard to get their hate like do their hsc really well so that they can become and then you find out that your hsc means nothing am i saying if you're currently going through your hsc am i telling you not to try no because you can really it just means you can diversify your options means that you can pick multiple things and you can have better choices and options in life but I am trying to say that they put so much energy on you. I remember one of my, my principals was not very, was. everyone used to say the principal was, was scary and mean. But one time he said something, and when we're, everyone was going through the HtC, and he said, do not let your number, do not think that your HtC and ATAR defines who you are. Please, if you go to low ATAR, raise your hands. Because the truth is, it did does not matter. Because if you really wanted to get into uni, you would work your butt off. I saw so many people who worked their butt off. I worked my butt off to get in, got to uni. When I got to uni, I was there. The first year, I don't even know. I think I did two subjects as a whole. One semester, I did two subjects. My friends were laughing as if it was no means. They're like, Harry, you did two subjects in a whole semester? Because I was always the type of person, I was like, uh-uh. What? When, the, the moment I read that if you fail... They that's my, you're still paying for that class. I said, No way, I'm not leaving this facility like American students with thousands with thousands and thousands of dollars in debt. No. I'ma leave here reasonable. So every time I knew I was gonna I didn't like the class or I d wasn't paying attention, I wasn't doing my work, I just drop I drop before the, the, the date, the final date I'll drop be like, I'll do it again. I had no pressure for myself when it came to uni. And I think that's why one of the reasons it came to me naturally. And I realized that whenever in life, I don't have pressure to to do anything. I, you know, I kind of succeed much better. I do better because I'm more calm. I'm trusting that things will work out the way they're meant to be. But what I'm trying to say is when we are younger, we are always projected, especially if you come from, um, an ethnic background where your parents are constantly telling you you need to work harder, you need to be the best in class, you have to understand that you are not from this country, meaning that you have to always stand out, that people are always going to expect for you to fail, so you have to outdo, you have to outdo the doer, mm. so you have to be the best and do the best, and, and this is a lot of pressure, even as a young woman, and I know someone's going to say, are you feminism? Oh, okay. As a young woman, you're expected to kind of have all these things together. You're expected to know who you are by the time you're 25. You're expected to know who you're going to marry, where you want to live, what job you want to do. There is no freedom in being able to have choice. And when you finally do follow people's structure of life, it doesn't always mean it's going to be happiness because actions don't always mean happiness is the result because when we are looking at stuff in the society that we live in we always are told to look at the surface level of everything like you need to buy a house but what comes in that house people this is just a tip you know technically if you buy a house there's such a thing as stamp duty if you don't know this i'm letting you know because yeah there's such a thing as stamp duty something as city council payments money you have to pay your bins yeah if you live with your parents or you're younger your bins, your mom and dad paid for your bins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost fell off my chair as well. Stupid as hell. Yeah, we have to pay for your bins. You have to pay for the government and city council to come and maintain your yard, maintain your living. If something breaks, let's say your ceiling falls off. Wow, not me trying to give you. <laughs> this sounds, I'm getting somewhere, people. But if your ceiling falls down, you you have to patch the ceiling. If your air conditioning breaks, if your if your shower breaks. If your water leaks, your, that's coming out of your pocket because that's what? Your house. It has your name on it. You know, if you can't pay for that house, the bank takes everything in the house and, and the house as well. So you're practically homeless. And I know you used to sit down and be like, how could people be homeless in Australia? Try living without above your means. It will You will be there because... Life is kind of funny, especially while we're living in a recession. And people will say, oh, get a a boyfriend, get a husband. Yeah, don't be single. The reason why you're single is because you don't leave your house. It's true, because I don't even know how you expect somebody to meet you indoors. Like, that's another conversation for another day. But people tell you, go out. And then they tell you, oh, when you find someone, get married. If I see one more wedding proposal, and I tell you, it is the cutest thing because everyone's getting married. But then I ask myself, I'm like, people want to get married. They want to have the big wedding day. But what does a wedding mean? What does a wedding symbolize? It, it it symbolizes you should be getting married because you love somebody. Not because you think time is running out. Not because you think you're getting older and that's the next step to do. And some people are together for so long. They'll be together six years and be like, ah, we probably should get engaged. Ooh, mm-hmm. Just because you can tolerate someone as your boyfriend, just because you can tolerate someone in the dating process doesn't mean you can tolerate them as your forever person, you know. And sometimes you get comfortable dating someone. You think that they that automatically means that they should be the person you spend the rest of your life with. That's a big because that's not true. Everything needs evaluation, but we are taught not to evaluate our lives. And when we finally take these big decisions, whether that be buying a house we can't afford or buying a car that we can't afford, you literally had this conversation that I was like, Oh, I remember one person was like, Harry, you really do need a new car. Your little car, you know, you're a grown woman, should have a new car. And then I sat and, and thought to myself, Why do I need a new car? My car works perfectly fine, and the petrol is cheap as hell. And with these petrol prices, I can't afford it because I know if I'm paying, if I'm paying forty something dollars for my Suzuki Swift petrol on a on on a good day, what are the rest of the world paying? What are the Mercedes and the Lamborghinis paying for petrol? I know it's out of this world, and so right now, one thing I've had to teach myself is to go is to take my pace is to enjoy my pace because one day I will have a really nice car and with a nice car will come bigger responsibilities one day I will have a really nice house if you live in a small place and that's what you can afford take care of that place you know one of my things has always been like I need to learn I yeah 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 when I tell you I'm a very clean person but one thing that will never is my car is always dirty And that's because for me, I just, I'm like, I'm in there for two minutes. But one of my goals is to clean my car this year. I will let you know how that goes. But to keep my car clean, to maintain my car, take it for regular washes, clean the back of the boot, make sure I'm not eating in there. If I eat, I pick up. My room, don't play me. One thing about my room is always clean. People was like, Harry, you're so clean in your room. Yeah, my room is clean. But let you tell me about anything else that has to do with that vehicle. Ooh, you come in, I always have to give people disclaimer. Don't, ooh, just letting you know there's a smell. Just letting you know. Yeah, if, fine, if you find just, food, just push it, push it with your leg, you know? And I realized that we're always taught to grow up. We are always taught for the next thing, you know? Some of us get taught, get stuck being like Peter Pan, where we never want to grow up, where we never want to take responsibility for our actions, for how people treat us. You know, you can only make the excuse that you're traumatized for so long, yeah? Oh, someone might kill me. But it's true. For me, sometimes with this whole thing of being victim, we are taught by society to be victims our whole lives. And you are a victim. But you can be a victim and still get help. That is why therapy exists. That is why having good relationships and fixing your trauma is very important. Because the truth is, you can only say, my parents did this, my life, I was born to this. You have a chance to break those things. Being an adult is a very scary thing, and that's because we, we become full adults and forget childlike wonders, like being excited about. Because when you're a child, yeah, you don't always expect you. You're not thinking six years ahead. When you're a child, you're living in the moment. Your your parents buy you ice cream. You you're eating that ice cream with thought. You're sitting there, being wow, the flavors, the flavors are melting off my tongue. Yes, yeah. That's what you're thinking when you when you're enjoying your ice cream, when you're literally when you are playing with your friends, you're thinking you're only thinking about how Sally would not tip you that day. You're not thinking about the fact that next to next week you have an exam and you're gonna be th- you you or like the fact that you don't know how you're gonna afford your your uniform. You see what I'm saying? You know that your parents are taking care of those things, and it it gives you a sense of relief. And I think for me, it's about this year it's being like okay. I need to have a little bit of Peter Pan theory of never growing up in the sense of being like, okay, the mentality of it, but not actually the Peter Pan theory. Like, or being like, oh, I'm never going to grow up. Like, I'm always have, I have a childlike wonder. I'm always constantly forgiving people, not holding on to grudges. Because when I tell you, when you realize that you're bitter, oh, Lord, it's another thing. If you walk into a room and suddenly gray clouds come and you're not, it's not not even the weather, the, the window's not open child, you're the problem, oh, it's so sad, and I realized that, how many people do talk to you, and all you do is just, poof, put so much on them, my little sister was telling me, oh, this girl, all she ever does is just trauma dump on me, imagine saying trauma dump, I didn't even know that word till last year, all she ever does is trauma dump, but she doesn't understand that I have emotions too, do you want people saying stuff about you like that? Because you shouldn't, you shouldn't be the type of person that grooms up the day because you are so consumed by the next thing, by the next thing that you don't get that you don't enjoy the moment. You know, age is a beautiful thing. Because my mom one t- time told me this story. My grandma, my my mother's side of the family. There's not a lot of them. A lot of her parents died when she was younger, and all this type of stuff. And her their grandmother was the one that took care of them. And for her, she never considered being old as a bad thing because she considered being old as a beautiful thing. My mom, till this day, my mom, if you tell about getting old, she does not care as much as other women do, like I've noticed. Of course, you know, she wants to look young. She wants to look up to date with the times. But one thing she doesn't is she doesn't get worried about getting wrinkles and stuff like that because for my mom watching so many people in our life so easily pass away before the time could come, before they hit their thirties, before they hit their fifties, before they even hit their sixties, or to even see their children get older. For her it's a privilege. It's a privilege to see people pass on and, and like have a next generation. See your kids you know, have kids. For her it's a blessing. She looks at age as something like that it that is a blessing from God. You're like, Oh, I'm happy to be this age And I think that's the thing I wanna do. Is it's, it's I, I, I think that expectations are only as heavy as you allow them to be in your life. And that's what I'm teaching myself. And mind you, if someone says, Harriet, last time I remember you were telling me you were stressed about getting older. I'm telling you this stuff because I'm going through it and I'm trying to change my mentality about it. And does that mean I've changed it? No. But I want to get better at changing it. And so aging is a beautiful thing. I know a couple people who didn't make it past a certain age and... The thing that makes their parents sad is to be like they had so much potential, they had so much things to offer this world, you know, and we should be. Why we're still starting the age, whether your birthday was at the beginning of the year, like every person who came to Australia, every African who whose birthday is on the first of July of January, or the person who's born on December the last day of 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 twenty twenty two. Whatever it is. We need to learn to enjoy our lives, No, enjoy the fact that you are getting older. Yeah, it comes with responsibilities, but don't be carrying other people's stress and expectation and you won't have to carry the burden that comes with it. Yeah, because you really could live at your own pace. You could wait for someone to love you. You could really wait to buy that house till you're financially stable. You could really wait to buy a new car when you have the money in your account to not only buy one car, but two cars it's important to go, I've said this, I have another podcast called, I like talking about comparison, but it's important to realize that your life is unique. And if you live your life like everybody else, you're going to make the same failures as everybody else. But if you live your life the way you're meant to, someone else's failure may be your success and someone else's success may be your failure. But that's the beautiful thing about discovering those things is that you get to discover that. And I think for me, right now, my biggest point in life is to be like, Carrie, what is the contribution that you can be to your family, to your friends, to yourself? And how can you be a joy? Because that's the thing I'm constantly going to talk about this year, is what is the joy that we're doing and how we're changing our lives to be more joyful. One of the first things that we're going to do this year is to enjoy our age. Whatever age you are, enjoy it. If you're in high school, enjoy that. Don't think about it. Enjoy high school. If you're in uni, enjoy uni. Don't start thinking about the thing. Of course put plans in place, but don't overthink. If you are now first year of uni, outside of uni, you've got your first corporate job or whatever job you're doing, focus on that job. Don't start worrying about the kids and the and the house and the and the and, and the burgers and the stations and the and the fire brigade. Please. Everything in due time. My father always says. Patience is a beautiful thing. Because one day you're going to get to 60 years old and you're going to be like, wow, I'm really happy I'm 60. You're going to look at yourself and be like, damn, I'm, I'm one of those women who dress clearly, clearly below my age. Mm-hmm. And I need to take off the skirt and put up and stop going to the parties and the clubs and just be at home. <laughs> Age is a beautiful thing and we need to accept that aging is a beautiful thing. I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. And remember, you can always hit me up on my on my uh, on my Instagram at Chats with Harry and, or my personal Harry underscore and I don't mind a follow, you know, trying to be Instagram I'm lying like, I'm lying. But yeah, if you really like this podcast and it really was helpful, please feel free to share with any with anyone that you know. And you can find this on multiple streaming platforms. And I hope to see you next week. Bye guys. Bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.